This episode of Snow the Goalie is proudly brought to you by Pack Horse Moving. Listen, moving doesn't have to be hard. Give the professionals at Pack Horse Moving a call at 877-309-PACK. That's 877-309-7225. Or head on over to their website, packhorsemoving.com slash snowthegoalie. When you set up your next move with Pack Horse Moving, make sure you let them know that you heard about them on Snow the Goalie. Give them the promo code SNOW, and they'll take $77 off of your next move. Again, give them a call at 877-309-7225 or go to packhorsemoving.com slash snowthegoalie and give them the promo code SNOW to get $77 off your next move. They serve the tri-state area with locations in Norristown, Pennsylvania, Burlington, New Jersey, and Wilmington, Delaware. Give them a call, head over to their website, plan your next move, use promo code SNOW. Is there a better moving company than Packhorse Moving? Nerd! They didn't tell me to do that. I, I don't know. Maybe they'll like that or not. I, I, I don't know. Maybe I'll regret that, but I don't regret hiring them to do our move a couple of years ago. They did a great job. They made it stress-free. They did a fantastic job. Pack Horse Moving. A big thank you to them for sponsoring today's episode. Hey, this is Keith Jones, the president of Hockey Operations of the Flyers. Hi, I'm Paul Holmgren. Hey, I'm Travis Konechny. Hi, this is Travis Sanheim. Hi, I'm Joel Farabee. Hey, I'm Scott Lawton. This is Dan Helfer. Hi. This is Bob Clark. And you're listening to Snow the Goalie. 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 Welcome into the Press Row Show, the number one rated pregame, intermission, and postgame show this side of the Mississippi and south of the Arctic Circle. I'm Russ. That's Bundy. Intern Andrew and Anthony. They've gone down to the bowels of the Wells Fargo Center. I've been told that we're getting a very interesting player. Somebody that is very, very important to this team, was important to them again tonight, has been important to them, well, especially over the last couple of weeks, and, and will be. Con- will continue to be. Will be very important. We, we are slated, I'll tell you now, we are slated to have Sam Erson uh, for a post-game interview. So stick around for that. Listen to your number one netminder. Here on the Press Row Show, the number one rated pregame intermission postgame show outside of Mississippi. And then will Ant make his way to the press room to go chat with Torts? Who knows? This was the longest game of the year. It was. I mean, for a game to end at 10 to 10, it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, we'll take the win. Uh, there was just a lot of whistles. It was a sloppy game for a lot of it. I thought the third period was a little better. Both teams kind of opened up a, a little bit. Uh, but the Flyers... Took advantage. A good goal by Drysdale breaking the, the tie. And then the Flyers, of course, coming back before that. Uh, but he gets the tying goal and then, uh, or the, 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 the goal header. Yep. And uh, and then the, the deal sealed in the uh, with the empty netter by Tippett. So, again, I'll take the two points. Uh, I'm not super excited about how the game was played. It was yeah. an odd odd game tonight. But yep. we take the two points and we march, uh, we march on. A 5-3 win tonight, and you mentioned two points for the Flyers. And as uh, Ryan Ingrick over in Finland points out, Ant with two points, two much-needed yes. points in our standings. So uh, there you go. Um, a lot of things happened in that game, but Bo Johnson thinks that it was Frost's best night of the year. He had a good night, too. I was talking to John LeClaire. John LeClaire thought he had a very good night also. Uh, you know, he, he's a guy like, again, you know, I've gone back and I've always been a Morgan Frost fan. And, but You have been. I mean, you're, you're on record. You're not quite Bill Meltzer, but you're, you're I liked him. Seven, I, I, seven out of ten. And I, and I really think that there's not enough guys that can handle the puck and make quick plays in tight now, mm-hmm. and you need that guys to make those kind of plays. So 
you know, if Torch's uh, was using that as, as a reason to get him motivated and get him playing better, well, then it's worked. But I still think that this Morgan Frost would be the same one we would have had anyway. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, I think more than anything, it's just critical yeah, that the coach. Yeah. Go ahead. There's a, uh, there's a lady who has spent, and I'm, I'm not kidding, she has spent two full periods trying to find out when Bundy was going to be around. And we thought that she was just trying to take a picture with him, but she, she wasn't. She was apparently trying to get a picture for her boyfriend with Bundy. And, of course, he is a man of the people, so he's over there taking a picture with a fan. And uh, it's, uh, you know, it's good stuff. Nice memories here on the Press Row Show postgame. So uh, Bundy out there making dreams come true. And that's, that's what it's all about here at the Press Row Show. Bundy we, making we dreams it, come true. We do it all. All right, guys, good job. Nice win. Of course, what happens is we get everybody flows out because the elevator is yep. right in front of us. Yep. So, uh, as people know, to come and say hi, we always get uh, get fans, people excited after the win, and uh, want to get uh, sometimes a picture with all of us or just a signature or a quick hello. So we appreciate that. Yep. We love it. That's one of the reasons why we want it to be with the public. We so. like to be right in the middle of yep. it all because it's a lot of fun. We feed off that energy, and we hope that people, when they come and they chat with us during the game, that they get to kind of feed off our energy as well. It's, it's nice. Yep. Um, a lot of people talking in the comments about Sean Walker. And, you know, I, I, I hate to feel like we're bringing up a lot of the same points, but, like, this is going to be the conversation until the deadline passes. He has been steady. He's a rock-solid defenseman. And, again, they are going to have to make a tough call. I think he's going to be the guy, aside from, like, if a Buffalo comes in and offers you a first for Lawton, I think Sean Walker is actually the guy that's going to be the hardest decision for them to make in terms of, do they try to re-sign him, or do they trade him and trade him while his stock I, is high? I actually keep him. I really? Do. I do. Yeah. I, wow. I. I mean, I think a guy like that is a second pair guy. They're hard to find. Uh, I would really like again. I'm not. I don't want to speak for Danny or Jonesy, but I would have to evaluate that one. He's he 29 years old, right? Yes. So, I don't. I don't see a problem with another three or four year deal, and I don't have a problem with that at all. When you mentioned like that, when you mentioned he's a number, he's a second pair defenseman. Is he a second pair defenseman on a rebuilding team, or like if no, if, if he you're can, he can play. So you think that like if if you're a a legitimate playoff team, maybe not a Stanley Cup contender, but like a, a legitimate playoff team, he could be on a second pair. I don't, I don't, yeah. I'm just, I'm just, I, I, I want to make I, sure that we're clarifying the way that he has played, the way that he we don't really notice him because he does his job. I, absolutely. I mean, they're hard to find steady Eddie defensemen. Yeah. And teams that have them usually don't get rid of them. I mean, you think about it. How many times in the, in the last few years that we've been doing the show together, and even before you came on, and, and, and I would always talk about the fact that, like, this team should have had, like, a solid top four because you kept talking, you kept hearing about the kids are coming, the kids are coming, and then they'd have some vets here and someone underperform. And you never really felt like you had a strong top four. Right now, it does feel like, in some way, they, they do have a solid top four at least. They, uh, yeah, just, I'm, I'm telling you, like, for where you're looking, you got a couple young guys. you got Sanheim, who's taken a, a step this year yep. in, in the face of a lot of adversity. Yep. Uh, and then Walker. And, you know, and then, but, like, I mean, there's still guys that have done a good job, like Sealer, you know? Yep. Those guys, another guy you got to really look at, have taken a hard look at signing him again, rather than yep. just saying we're going to trade him because we think something better coming along. Sometimes what you have ends up being better than what you're looking at. And, and it's given uh, – we've had a good sample size now of Walker. At the beginning yeah. of the year, we didn't even know what he, who he was. Really. Nobody thought anything. Nobody, uh, no, nobody. Two guys that were in that deal, right? It was, it was Peterson, 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 yeah. and Walker. And in both cases, people thought, eh, Cal Peterson, you're not going to see much of, right? Because you had Carter Hart as your number one. Sam Harrison was going to be your number two. 
you kind of figured you weren't going to see anybody else unless there was an emergency or whatever. And we know that he's now going to be thrust into being the number two unless Kolosov comes over sooner than later. Um, and that is even kind of iffy about if he would make his way into the NHL lineup. And then with Walker, we had no idea what we were getting. Yeah. Even at the time, like people that we talked to who were in the know, they didn't know what to expect from no, Sean even, Walker. Even, even the management wasn't sure. Yeah, it, and, they really didn't know. <clears throat> and I guess that kind of speaks to the importance of when you make an, uh, an off-season deal. You know, sometimes people kind of go like, ah, do we really want that guy? Like, if he's not a difference maker, well, you a, don't know what somebody's going to look like until they're in your system and, and until they're part of your organization. You have no clue. But it's, it's weird that they actually, like, they tossed him in because he ended up being like, he's, if he played like this in L.A., there's no way they would have tossed him Absolutely in. Absolutely. Like yeah, like, there's no, there's no, no way. Chance. No chance. So, maybe that takes the guys longer sometimes. Maybe he just felt like there's a release of pressure and I'm playing for myself and I'm going to go out and just play. Maybe that's the way it's gone, but... He's done a good job, and I would absolutely consider re-signing him and Sealer because worst case, that could be your third pair if you think Walker's taking a step back in a couple of years. But he is going to command money. People are saying just, you know, trade Risto. Great. I, they'd do that if they could. And it's just a, it's it's just a, a matter contract. of money. Like, the yeah. problem is he's at 5.1 cap hit. We talked about this the other night. I, you're going to have to have somebody pick up half of that, you know? Yeah. And that's going to be hard. I do want to point out, like, I get why some people are very hesitant. And, and I, I'm not dismissing this outright. There are people who are hesitant about the idea of hanging on to Walker. If, and again, we don't know. But if, if a team were to come to you with a first-round pick as the offer, right? We, again, we came into the season saying, oh, I don't know re- what we really have here. The Kings obviously didn't think he could be a top-four defenseman. So they, they moved on from him kind of as like a throwaway piece. If you don't trade him, and then next year he regresses back to kind of like that sort of player where you're like, oh, we didn't know what to expect of him. And he becomes like a third-pair guy. He's not going to command like massive dollars. Like, let's be clear. But like you do run the risk of having a guy regress. And then you do run the risk as you're rebuilding that like, oh, we tied up money here in a guy that we didn't necessarily have to. I think that's the, the fear. And again, that's why you have to trust that your GM and your president of Hockey Ops are doing due diligence. They're scouting. They're taking a look at engaging with agents what the market is going to be. And they make the call. You have to trust those people to make those moves. If it works out, you applaud them. If it doesn't work out, you hold them accountable. Right. But this, I, this honestly, I think is the toughest trade deadline that we've seen this team have to go into in quite a long time because you can go either way. It's, I, that's true. You don't know, but that's, but that's the gamble. Right? That's where you try to evaluate guys and – the way Walker's played this year, though, I mean, you have to think to yourself, wow, he can continue. This is what we like. So that, that's where you're able to say, hey, we've, we've seen you play like that, and we expect you to continue to play. Yeah. All he does is just play solid. Yep. So, uh, uh, let's see. So Francis Izzo says, Walker, York, and Sealer, these guys are truly benefiting, or benefiting from the Flyers' defensive guru coach from Shaw. Yeah, again, you know, Brad Shaw's been around a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, He's done a good job. You know, I don't know what else to say. I mean, it's it's a coaching job, right? So you, yeah. you do, but again, you got to find what guys are good at, um, and maybe it takes a little bit more time. Defensemen do take time. Like I want people to understand that it's not like you just say, "Hey, here you go. You're gonna work for a month there, and you're gonna be a, a seasoned defenseman." You need repetitions. You need to see everything coming at you different ways, so that you just become. And then what happens is, let's say, say three or four years to develop a defenseman. I think it's longer than four years sometimes. You get them young enough. Mm-hmm. But then what happens is you just become adept at seeing just about every single kind of rush. You know every single player's tendencies, what they're good at, what they're not good at. 
uh, where to let guys shoot from if they side. So those are really the things. It's having an understanding of players in the league, but also understanding what you're good at. And that's why playing, you know, you have to be good in your own zone. And that's it's, one of the things. So it's kind of like building up a knowledge base in a sense. Like yeah. the, the, more, the more reps you get, the more experience you get, at facing all of these different challenges. Yes. Where instead of overthinking it, you make an instinctual play. But you can only do that if you've played enough of those situations. Well, defensemen are, and I'm not saying, I mean, defensemen are the thinking men on the ice. Mm -hmm. They are, and, and usually a good center. It's like they got such big brains. Big Eric Desjardins used to tell me, Bundy, never trust a forward, ever. And you know what? He was right. I know what he was saying. Like, you got to trust. But don't, like, if you think that they're going to take and cover your job in front of the net because there's two defensemen corn, don't count on it. It's not happening. Yeah. Don't ever think that they're going to back you up in a way like that. And, and you know, it's more responsibility. But he was saying that, obviously, facetiously. But it does make sense when you know forwards because a yeah. lot of them are just pushing forth in the north direction. They want to score goals. and They want to feel, uh, feel good about themselves. So, defensively, especially wingers. Wingers yeah. especially. So, but again, you know that that's the way it goes sometimes. And and, and but defensemen are, are are just it's it's a lot of that repetition and, and memory in your head of seeing every kind of situation. Think of what defensemen have, right? You're the one that's taken the rush. You're the one that's got to sort out the the um, the cycles in the corners, right? Knowing what side of the puck to be on, your responsibilities, and then everybody else funnels off of what you guys do. I'm just really quick uh, making sure that we're keeping in touch with intern Andrew. I see that uh, behind the scenes. Anthony has just gotten to where they're going as they await Sam Harrison to arrive. I believe that the player availability in the locker room may have just ended, so we'll, we'll keep an eye down there. I think that's going to be – there are a lot of really interesting things that can come up here with Sam. I'm actually – I'm looking forward to hearing what Ant gets out of him because I think Sam Harrison's a guy that not a lot of people have heard from. You know, I, I don't think there have been many in-depth interviews with the guy. I think at some point here we're going to have to get to a point where – you know, we used to do those long-form player interviews, and I think that there are a bunch of guys that people would like to learn a little bit more about, but we'll get some insight from him, especially I'm, I'm assuming that Ant's going to ask him something about, you know, to the effect of what it's like mentally to take over as the number one and know that their, their season really does ride on his play. There's no getting around it. No doubt. No doubt. He's a huge part of it. Yeah. Um, a lot of people going back and forth in the comments section about whether or not it's a smart move or a poor move to pass up on a potential first-round pick. Um, Kevin says that the Flyers held the Coyotes to zero shots for almost 10 minutes from the end of the second into the third. Smothering defense. Mm -hmm. I guess it kind of speaks to the fact that these guys all give up the body. They all play for each other. They're, yeah. they're, they're relentless. Yeah. See ya, Fridge. Um, yeah, I mean, it was a good third period. They've done a good job clamping down a little bit in the third. Arizona had some chances. I mean, it's, they, they did. did. They had some opportunities late, and they, they didn't did. capitalize, but they did have some pretty good opportunities. Yeah, for sure. Um, there are a question here from, uh, from Ken. Are there any defensemen in Lehigh who are close to being ready? The names that come to mind are like a, a Ronnie Adderd, yeah, I Emil talk, Andre. I was talking to LeClaire and uh, Nick Schultz uh, in the third period. Just They were out in, um, they were in Lehigh for some days, I guess, uh, just looking, watching guys. Yeah. <laughs> John's funny. He says, you know, the game is supposed to start at 7.05. <laughs> they start like 22 minutes late. What? And the game's in Lehigh. I was dying because I was saying, I was saying, man, like, man, this game is long tonight. He goes, you should go to Lehigh. And then Schultz, he's like nodding. Like, yeah. That's wild. They started at 7.05, and then they got a bunch of like people singing different anthems and, and all that good stuff. That's pretty wild. Yeah, like Ronnie Adder's a guy that I think they wanted to see something out of. I think that in a normal rebuilding year where the, the wheels fall or fell off earlier, 
Um, maybe you would have seen more Ronnie Adderd up here. Maybe you would have seen more Emil Andre. Again, given the way that the trade deadline could play out, like we're at this point, me and you and Ant, I think we're all kind of in agreement that if the team actively wants to not make the playoffs, the easy way to do it is to send out NHL-ready guys and bring in to play every night not NHL-caliber players. That's correct. They've so, already climbed, so that would be just pointless at this point. It, it probably would be. I think the only way that you're going to see, see an Emil Andre or uh, a Ronnie Adderd at any point this season is probably through a trade of one or two of Sealer, Walker, Correct. and Risto, unless there's an injury, obviously. Like, that's kind of a, a basic caveat. Um, all right. Antern Andrew says that Sam Erson is available. It looks like he's lining Rubbing up. Rubbing the Vaseline on the camera, and yeah, here we let's, go. Let's see. There we go. All right, we're here in the uh, after Flyers 5-3 victory over the Arizona Coyotes with uh, Flyers goaltender Sam Erson. Sam, uh, kind of a, a slow start to this game, but you guys really seem to kind of pick it up there and uh, towards the end of the second period and then really in the third period and shut them down. Yeah, 100%. It's uh... – it's a tough team to to play against. I mean, they they, uh, they they're good at taking you know, the chances that they get. They uh, look to uh, to find that extra play all the time, and uh, or they got some skilled guys. And I think it's it's really impressive uh, by us, by by the team, how we how we handle the game as it uh, develops, being down multiple times and uh, finding our way back and not getting frustrated, but. Uh, Trusting our game and uh, doing what we do, and then we just uh, grind them down there in the third. Yeah, and in, the th- in that third period, you're really, I think it was from the end of the second or towards the end of the second through like 10 minutes of the third period. I don't think they had a shot on goal. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys really seem to really play the defensive system the way you wanted to play, and that kind of creates the offensive opportunities in the other direction, correct? Yeah, 100%. I mean, the best, uh, best defense is offense. And, uh, I think uh, we knew how we had to play, and like again, the big thing is not that we, we didn't take chances, we didn't uh, we didn't cheat our game. We we stuck to it, uh, to our game plan, and and that gave a result in the end. And that's that's huge for us uh, moving forward. Now, when you don't get a lot of shots, I mean, it's not always the easiest thing for a goalie. But at the same time, you had to make a couple of big stops in there, flashing the leather couple of times especially there on Zucker in the third period you see him coming coming to the net that way and just kind of tracking the puck the whole time is take us through that one. uh I mean yeah you, you know you're gonna get the they're gonna get their chances and then on that play he kind of uh, got the uh came in there on an on a angle I I initially maybe thought he was gonna try to go five hole but he made a good play and uh, took it in front of the net so it's uh, yeah just it's one of those, take the glove off there and <laughs> no, but it's do you Have you always had that snap? Whether you say you like doing that, you like being uh, a little... I don't know. Maybe yeah. sometimes you get a little <laughs> sassy with it. I don't know if it's... A little sassy. <laughs> yeah. way of putting yeah. it. Yeah. Um, you got to watch Morgan Frost's penalty shot. That was one of the slowest penalty shots ever. And now, if he said it's, his goal is to try and get the goalie off his angle, but what are you thinking when you're sitting there watching a guy go that slow uh, to try and take a shot? I actually didn't watch it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm like a little bit. Sometimes I don't like to watch and just like uh, uh, try to focus on on me. So I t- don't try to like even if they if we score if we don't score I don't try to let it affect my feelings or whatever how my mentality. So I didn't watch it, but 
I'll have to watch the replay and see what it is. <laughs> it took forever. It took forever. <laughs> Last question from me. Um, as we go down the stretch here, you're obviously going to be leaned on a lot to, to play a lot of a lot of hockey. You know, what's your mindset going into that and being able, knowing that you're going to have to play a bunch of games here down the stretch to try and get this team into the playoffs? Uh, I mean, for me, it's uh, there's a couple of things. Like, you you, you got to enjoy the opportunity. Like, uh, I, I want to play as many games uh, as I can. I've always wanted that. So. Uh, but at the same time, my, my, my mentality hasn't changed from, from the start of the season. I, I try to just take uh, take it uh, as much game by game and day by day, and and don't let try to not look too much uh, ahead and uh, and see in the future. So uh, just my mentality stays the same, and uh, just try to help the team uh, out and win so many games uh, I can. Great, Sam Erson. Thanks for joining us here on Snow the Goalie Post Game. Appreciate Thank you so much. That was Sam Urson joining Anthony in the postgame show. I, I, I don't know if uh, if they did the press room, but I know where this game was late. And um, Bundy's tired. It's been a long weekend. They get mm. the game Saturday. That, mm. was that thing last night that went forever. And uh, good third period here tonight. That was it. Was it was a good third period. The game though was like kind of choppy and sloppy in a lot of ways. I don't think anybody would disagree with that. Yeah, it was a weird game. And you know what though? Like ultimately, you won the game. You know what I mean? Like that—that's exactly. Not every right. game needs to be pretty. Take the two points and just move on. This was a disjointed game, full of full of penalties that disrupted the flow of play. It made it choppy. It made it a later game than people probably wanted it to be. But ultimately, they won. You get the two points. You move on. Now, what is ahead for your team, your town, your Philadelphia Flyers? Well, they will not be back here in the Wells Fargo Center until the twenty-fourth. So let's talk about what this team has coming up. Later this week, on Thursday, they'll be playing in Toronto against those Maple Leafs, who are going to get a, a close-up look at some of these Flyers defensemen. Cannot imagine that Rasmus Ristolainen will be scratched for that one, but I guess we'll see. And then on Saturday, they're in New Jersey, outdoor game, taking on the Devils. Yep. Next Wednesday, they'll be in Chicago facing the Blackhawks. And then the following Saturday, the 24th, they'll be back here, and we'll be doing the Press Row Show on the 24th from here at Wells Fargo Center. So that's that's the next week and a half or so of games. Yep. We'll have, an, we'll, ha- one. we'll have an, an episode of Snow the Goalie later this week, wherever you get your podcasts, and on YouTube and on Facebook and on Twitter. So just make sure that you, uh, you know, check in for that. It does look like the guys went over for the Torts press conference. I'm not sure how long it's going to take. Yeah, I'm not waiting around. See you, Do you want me to sit here and, and see if there's anything of note? No, if they tape it, we could post it later. All right, let's see. We'll see if anything comes of the Torts press conference. Honestly, I'm not. You don't want to. Yeah, I know. I know. All right. I'll wait listen. around and see what happens. No, this. we're going we're gonna to roll out. We're going to head old. out. <laughs> You're too old to care. I am. All right. Everybody have a great night. We will be back, like I said, later in the week with a regular Snow the Goalie. A big thank you to everybody who tuned thank in. You. And again, a big thank you to our sponsor, Pack Course Moving. Remember, use promo code SNOW for $77 off your next move when you reach out to Pack Horse Moving in New Jersey, mm-hmm. Delaware, and Pennsylvania. Oh, he's, he's there now. We'll go to Torts, and then we'll just sign off when he uh, walks off the podium. So, oh, everybody, okay. everybody have a great night. You guys in the room, uh, wasn't as bad as I think a lot of people think. I think we developed some offense. Um, they were opportunistic, but I'm 
I just thought it was a game that we're going to have when you're not totally on. I don't think we're as bad as a lot of people think, but you just have to stay with it. In the third period, it's not about trying to get it right away. That's what I was afraid of. When we don't score in the power plays, do we lose ourselves and not play the right way? We just kept on playing and just stayed with it. So good for them. It's a different way of winning, and uh, those are the type of games we're going to have to feel comfortable with. Jamie said, Jamie Drysdale said that you came in during the, in between the second and third periods and said you had a gut feeling that you would win the game today. What gave you that sense? Because I don't think we were playing that bad. I, I don't. We, you know, they score one from behind the net. Uh, you know, we weren't great, but I still thought we were generating enough. I still thought our energy was good. I just felt that we, if we just stayed with it and not get anxious about it and give up more uh, by being too anxious, that we'd find our way. We, we have the power plays. I was a little concerned. We, you know, we generate momentum off those power plays. I think we need to try to score there. Uh, it made it a little bit more difficult for us, but they still stayed with it. Watt scores a big one. Uh, Jamie, you know, throws a puck in the blue. Uh, I'm happy for them because they, uh, uh, it, to me, it was the type of game, it's our third in a row at home. We've won a couple, kind of straightened ourselves out a little bit. Is the readiness there? Uh, that's what I was concerned about. I thought we were ready to play. Started off well and uh, just kept on going. Being able to, to win this game where, as you said, maybe it wasn't maybe as bad as some of us maybe thought, but uh -huh. it wasn't a perfect game. Does that show the progress this team has made of being able to win a game like this? I hope so. I hope so. I hope they can lean on it because there's there's going to be more games like this. There, there are never perfect games. There are, there are going to be some bumps. Um, I hope they can lean on it and uh, just how they went about it on the bench. Not so much the result. It's how you play to get that result because uh, there's going to be other situations as we play these games coming up here that we're going to be behind and we just got to keep on fighting. We talked a little bit this morning about the defensemen. Obviously, you lose Risto for this game. How encouraging is it that no matter which you know, six or seven guys put out there, again, they sort of you know limited opportunities. And like you said, Arizona was opportunistic. They didn't have a ton of chances. They're a very talented team, too. They're a tough team to play against because they're, they're tough to get through in the neutral zone. They're an east-west team with some skilled guys. Um, I thought our defensemen and our team defense Lost ourselves a little bit when we had the lead. We just got a little bit tender. Uh, but I thought our team defense did a pretty good job. If they score on a flipper, uh, tip goes the long way because he thinks he has that causes that two on one. Uh, one who was a Keller scores. But most of the, most of the night, block shots did our job in the middle of the ice. Scott Long blocked that shot. He, he barely even goes up the tunnel, comes back and has the game that he did. Did he kind of show what he means to this team? Yeah, it, 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 the intangible loss brings to us. Uh, it, it's so important as far as the locker room is concerned. So, uh, uh, and he gets rewarded, right? He keeps on playing. Uh, he's a guy that's been, has some minutes, doesn't have minutes. He just keeps on staying about him and scores a, a really big goal. Kills a couple of good penalties for us. So, yeah. It, He's an important guy that way. I know he scores on the penalty shot, but Morgan's offense. I'm not answering your questions. <laughs> okay. One or two more. In terms of Frost using his, his legs effectively, was this one of the Who? better? Frost. In terms of him using his legs effectively, was this one of the better games you've seen? Probably one of the best games I've seen him play in a while. Yeah. I, I thought he tried to put the team on his back, and you could see that he felt it. And, uh, the thing that is encouraging to me with Frosty is he's willing to play in the middle of the ice now. Uh, 
last year when I just I, I just thought he needed to be more in the areas where he just played too much on the outside. He's carrying the puck into the into the middle of the ice and making plays off of that. Uh, one of the better games I've seen him play since I've coached you. Last one. Okay, thanks. Hello. That went about as well as I think a Torts press conference has gone. Some actual thoughts, some insight, an ant question. Now, good point here by Rob Greeley. Ant's at the presser wearing his $849 Stadium Series jacket and still got dissed. Thankfully, he's not wearing the $849 jacket. Um, I do like this idea by Washboy. Have Andrew ask the questions. We're going to have to explore it. 12 days between now and the next home game. We'll see if this continues. I'm getting the feeling that this is going to go all year with Torts and Ant. We'll find out. We'll be back later this week. Thank you to everybody who checked in. And a big thank you and a big shout out to intern Andrew for the great video. And as you can tell, it's the same camera. It's the, it's the bandwidth down there. Would appear to be the internet. So anyway, we will be back later this week. Everybody have a great night. Flyers win a game that they needed to win and that they should have won, and they did. And now all eyes turn to Toronto on Thursday. For Bundy, for Ant, for intern Andrew, I'm Russ. Thank you so much for listening to and even watching The Press Row Show, the number one rated pregame, intermission, and postgame show this side of the Mississippi and south of the Arctic Circle. We'll talk to you soon.